Welcome to Her Clarity, Her Success, a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of high-performing women and the strategies that inspire and empower women to step out boldly in their brilliance. I'm your host, Victoria Baylor, and I'm a mindset and clarity coach who's passionate about helping entrepreneurial and professional women gain clarity and a strong mindset to increase their worth and net worth. Please be sure to share and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any episodes. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey everyone, it's Victoria Baylor. I'm super excited to have an amazing guest in my, as I like to say, Zoom studio today to talk to you about mental health, or as she likes to call it, mental wellness. I have the amazing Kimberly Gunn here, aka Kim Gunn. Kim, it is wonderful to have you here today. Welcome to Her Clarity, Her Success. Thank you so much, Victoria, for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, well, you know, Kim and I have been talking kind of like behind the scenes a little bit. And she is, first of all, when I put the invitation out there and extended it, she was super gracious and excited to share what she's going to share today. So, you know, as I like to keep it really, um, concise and kind of uh, similar with other gifts. Um, Kim, we're just going to wring you dry when it comes to <laughs> extracting your knowledge today. <laughs> and I really appreciate that you're okay with that. So thank you so much again. Um, so just to kind of start off the bat, I would love if you're okay with it, uh, for you to just please introduce yourself and let everybody know the few people that don't know who you are, please let them know who you are and what you do so well. Yes, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Victoria. I really appreciate uh, being a part of your platform and your podcast. Uh, For those who uh, don't know me, my name is Kimberly Gunn. I am um, a recording artist here in Savannah, Georgia, singer-songwriter. I'm a former educator in the public school system, been teaching um, for, what, about about 15, 16 years. Um, now I am uh, a consultant, uh, singer-songwriter, um, as well as um, I'm a minister. I'm a, um, I have, um, I serve alongside my awesome husband, uh, Matthew Gunn, aka Pastor Matthew Gunn of Hosanna Ministry, and um, you know we just love um, what we do in the community, serving others. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> well, there's so much I wanted to like say to put in the middle of all that. She is phenomenal. Now, just for the, the record and AKA hence record, you have, I mean, music wise, how many records have you launched? I mean, your music is out there. Like catch us up to speed. Where are you at with like your albums and things? Yeah. So um, I started, um, of course, I've been singing since like forever, since the childhood, right? Um, everybody um, who I know um, has gotten their start in uh, church or, you know, a, a setting uh, of such. Um, but um, back in 2010, I decided to um, take the professional route and I launched my first uh, project, uh, which is Desires. And over the years, um, I currently have um, I think five projects and We'll be working on some new music, uh, which I'm so excited about, super excited about um, in 2022. So, yeah, um, 
singing has always been that um, go-to for me in terms of being able to articulate my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings. So um, that is kind of like my refuge, my 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 uh, sanity, if you will. So so yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. No, that's great. And man, as a guest, I mean, there's so many things I, because you have, you're very multifaceted, so many things I would want to interview you on. But of course, we're focusing on mental uh, health today or mental wellness. But I love that you made that link between using your gift to sing and it being an outlet. And I'm curious, just to get things started, how much of an outlet is that for you in kind of the, in maintaining your own mental wellness? Yeah, well, it is a big outlet. It is a huge outlet. And, you know, um, growing up and um, singing in the church um, and in other areas, uh, I did not realize how much of an outlet it was for me until, you know, up in age, you know, adulthood. And um, I realized that um, it has been a part of my uh, part of my therapy. Um, and so it is a huge um, means of, of therapy for me, you know, just being able to write out my, because I'm, uh, I, I have not always been like the best speaker. And so um, I'm a person who likes to journal, who likes to write out, um, express, because um, growing up, I, I didn't necessarily have that, um, that outlet or I had that um, opportunity to be able to have those relationships to be able to articulate that oh wow so you're really starting to dig in the surface here we're going to really get into that a bit more um i was just online and i was thumbing through and i'm sure you know it way better than i do so i'm gonna probably pull it up but for those that don't know as we kind of introduce or open up your insights into mental wellness Today, because of like 2020, and of course this being the, the following year from it, I think I was reading statistic wise that there was a large proportion of like people that really deal with kind of mental wellness related issues. Like it, the commonality is, is, I mean, is way more vast than people realize. From yeah. your perspective, what have you seen as, you know, especially since the onset of 2020, what has been your perspective and tape on mental health, mental wellness, and how it's been impacting people that, you know, as a teacher, educator, professional woman, all, singer, all of the hats that you hold where you access people in different capacities, yeah. how have you witnessed the results of that? Um, I, it's, it's twofold. First of all, um, before the pandemic, I feel uh, like mental wellness was a, a topic, but yet it was a taboo, you know, it was something that um, many people didn't talk about or did not discuss um, for, you know, um, personal reasons or just the stigmas that were associated with it. Um, and so you had um, that situation and then um, within various communities because of the disparities that we experience and face um, in our nation as a whole, you know, um, in terms of uh, resources that are provided uh, in that particular area um, was not necessarily accessible or um, we just wasn't aware of it. And um, so you have that sense, you have um, the psychological 
uh, factors that come into play um, with, um, you know, our upbringing, um, some of the, um, the things that, um, how can I put it, um, certain, certain cultures, um, certain communities have faced over years, over periods of time that, you know, um, did not necessarily know how to deal with and handle. And so here, you, here it is, you have this perfect storm called COVID um, that um, helps expose uh, the racial disparities in, um, in our nation that um, dis, uh, exposes um, anxiety and depression because uh, people don't know where ends are going to meet. Um, in terms of the education system, um, having to do this whole thing that we know how to do that is meant to be in person and hands-on approach. Now we got to do a virtual. And it's we have, cool. yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it, 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 it was a very interesting year. Um, and so with all of those factors coming into play, um, what I have seen is people now being more receptive to talking about mental health and mental wellness because we are all kind of in the same boat. We are all kind of dealing, it has brought us, um, it has given us a commonality and uh, we are able to relate to one another now in ways that, you know, initially we, we could not respond or understand. Uh, for example, um, back in June of, um, I think it was last year um, with, um, with George Floyd, mm. um, seeing that come on, um, you know, those are some of the things that we've always seen and experienced and noticed, but now the nation has, has seen it in a video. You know, now it gives us the opportunity to talk, to have open dialogue about um, some of the things that um, we experience. Um, some of our our personal stories behind um, just the um, the injustices that we experience and face, even with the Ahmad uh, Arbery uh, trial that you know for us hits closer to home because uh, Brunswick is about forty five uh, minutes away from us. Um, you know. All of, it gives us, it, it, it creates an opportunity for us to um, relate to, to one another, to um, be able to talk, which mental wellness um, in, uh, in a nutshell, that's really what it's about. Therapy is about, you know, creating that dialogue, having that space to be able to vent and uh, to be able to express our emotions. So, yeah. I love your viewpoint because it's it's not as bleak as what a lot of people assume. Yeah, the numbers have gone up. You're right. There are these triggers that have like initiated things where people are really starting to see, okay, within themselves, there's depression and, and buildup of anxiety and they're seeing it in physiological symptoms and psychological challenges, you know, hard to focus, uh, you know, racing heartbeat, things like that. But I love what you said because so many people are experiencing it, they're feeling compelled to probably talk about it more or others are starting to have a sensitivity to take notice yeah. and that we're realizing that, okay, it's not just me, it's yeah. other people too. And 
And to kind of direct what you're saying, which I love where you're going with this, because our audience is, uh, tends to be higher performing women, they're kind of on the go, they're the movers, the shakers. I have found as a coach, uh, specifically mindset and clarity, you know, centered around personal development, personal branding, that our type of women, we seem to be the last people to notice when things are really challenged for us because we're used to that high performance kind of um, level. What would you say to that type of woman? Like, how can you get her to stop and take more notice of her mental wellness? Yeah, sure. Um, We as women in general, you know, because we wear so many hats, we have to, you know, keep it, uh, keep it together. We, uh, the mothers, we are the, the sisters, we are the movers, the shakers. We are, you know, at the end of the day, um, a lot of our responsibility rests upon our shoulders. And, um, unfortunately, um, some of us don't necessarily have the luxury to, um, be able to take time, um, to sit back into, um, I guess, um, I would say, um, which is, which we should make ourselves a priority, but um, oftentimes we are last on our priority list. And um, I think that once, um, first of all, I'm an introvert. So I I, I like to take- Same here. Yes. <laughs> Same here. Yes. Even though I'm an introvert, I notice that there are um, that I still struggle in this particular area, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it's about, in my opinion, is just taking introspection, taking uh, just just um, if you don't have the luxury of a day, at least taking an hour um, out of out of the day to really think about what you're thinking about, how you feel, how, because um, certain triggers that we experience our face, um, they're not always in your face, you know, they, they, they m- might be hidden. Um, it's a lot of um, situations I notice um, with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, um, you know, that is not a, a term that is necessarily for veterans. Um, I know that as a teacher, as an educator, um, there were um, many situations that were traumatic for me um, that um, caused that onset that I realized, hey, this really, this really is a trigger for you. Where's that trigger coming from? Um, why are you responding to that situation the way that you are? Um, and, you know, uh, our body is, is such a um, unique and, and such a, a divine makeup that um, even if we're not able to vocalize it, sometimes our bodies will let us know, hey, you need to take a step back. Uh, true story. Um, today, um, in the midst of, you know, um, doing the, doing follow-ups, doing calls, trying to respond to this person, trying to th- that person, I end up locking my keys in my car. <laughs> I thought, I thought I, I thought I took my keys um, out and I, something as simple as, okay, 
you lock your keys in, in the car. My natural response at first was to, um, to you know, uh, freak out to, you know, um, because it, 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 it creates a, a situ another whole nother situation. Mm -hmm. But I had to um, take a step back and think, okay, why exactly did this situation happen? What was going on at the time? What were you thinking about that wouldn't put you in the situation where uh, something as careless and, you know, as, as um, simple as just that simple incident, why did that happen? And it caused me to um, reflect on, hey, Kim, you, you might need to just exhale or you might need to consider, you know, just, just having some, um, some time for yourself. You might need to, you might be doing too much. And um, we as women, um, we have to understand that. Um, we have to know those different triggers and those different moments. And when we identify those triggers, finding solutions for it, basically. Yeah. I think it was so great how gentle you were with yourself. Uh, yes. And I find that with women of this caliber, you know, when, when you're just kind of burning the engine, it's so hard to stop and just to be gentle. And in that gentleness, it gives you an outlet to say, okay, you know, what's going on with you? I love your questions. Why? Like what? First of all, let's figure out what it is and then yeah. kind of figure out the why and get that understanding. And I feel like you know, there is this two-year-old part of ourselves. It's funny, I had um, someone give me a book that was, and I don't mean to segue, I have a bunch of more questions for you, but I think sometimes we are so mission-driven that we forget there is that gentle side of ourselves. And yeah. I was like, if we talk to other people the way we talk to ourselves, it would be a crime. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, you know, that inner critic can be gangster, but yeah. If you're constantly pushing stuff down and self-blaming and being angry and being upset, what I'm hearing from you is that's going to naturally agitate and create more triggers. Is that what I'm hearing correctly? Absolutely. And I love what you said, um, being gentle uh, with yourself, because I, uh, if truth be told, I have not always been gentle with myself. Oh, me neither. Yes. It I agree. Is me neither. <laughs> process for... Um, and, and I like to call it self-love um, and, and um, having compassion, self-compassion, because uh, it's very interesting that we can have compassion and we can have love towards others, but we can't um, respond or give ourselves that same compassion, that same grace that we give to um, others. And um, I think um, that, um, that's because of various reasons, um, childhood experiences, um, situations that have, we have encountered in the past. Um, something as simple as, um, um, girl, suck it up, you know, uh, or, or she, um, you, you got, uh, why are you complaining? This so-and-so has it far worse or two, 10 times worse as you wow. do. But that doesn't do anything for me. You know, mm -hmm. that doesn't help my situation. So 
um, the purpose of mental wellness is being emotionally in tune to who you are, where you are, and how to become a better you in the process. You know, I mean, you said it all. I, I think now we want to know from you, of course, um, actually, I'll save it for last. Well, no, I'm going to ask you now, what is kind of like your routine, if you don't mind me asking that? And then I want to know kind of where all this started from you, so I'll, we'll get into that. But in order for Kim to kind of stay in tune with herself, what have you found, like from a practical side, are some of the things that you do for you that you found to be very helpful in keeping you kind of in alignment with what's going on with you? Sure. Um, I have to have a sabbatical. I have to have a day to myself. Um, if not a day, it needs to be a couple of hours in a day where it's just about Kim. I'm not necessarily doing anything. I'm not necessarily cleaning up the house. I'm not responding to emails. Um, it has to be something that is rewarding for me. And I think that that as a, as a woman uh, that's on the move, on the go, we have to find that time for us to check in. And so um, I have found personally for Kim that once a week, I have to have a day where I check in with me. Um, and it's, it's, you know, I might have this going on, I might have that going on. And it's, it's, it's nothing against, I have to make myself a priority. You mm. know, God has given us seven days out of the week. And you mean to tell me that out of those seven days that you can't take a day or a couple of hours just for you? Mm -hmm. Something is wrong with that. Something is wrong with that mentality. And um, in addition to finding that time for me, if it's, hey, just stay in the bed and sleep for those minutes because we got all, we got all use some additional sleep, right? <laughs> That's true. Um, but um, I, I have to have those hours that um, I just check in with Kim. And when I'm checking in with Kim, I am either journaling, writing down my thoughts, um, writing down my emotions, how I'm feeling, um, or I'm writing down um, my goals because uh, being that uh, I'm a woman on the go um, and a mover and shaker, I'm very goal oriented. And so um, I have to have, I have to set those goals and I have to identify uh, where I am with those particular goals. And then um, I have to find um, some self-compassion. Um, not not be so hard on myself if you know I don't reach that milestone or reach that goal um, to myself um, that I've desired to reach. And so um, I hope I answered your question. Um, but those are some of the things that practical tips that Kim does in order to stay sane. <laughs> Uh, listen here you did more to answer my question I'm very I'm a very composed person but I think I had an out-of-body experience I ran around the room about six times and then like teleported somewhere 
You know, I tell my clients that all the time and I, you're absolutely right. It really is why as a mindset coach, I love to kind of drill that in. It's a mindset thing. It really is. I mean, if you really feel like it is so important, 168 hours a week, you have to be working 164 of them. See, something wrong with the mindset. Wrong with the mindset. Yep. And Absolutely. I, oh, I'm sorry, please go ahead. No, I was agreeing. I was agreeing. I was doing some full circle oh. and, and, <laughs> and running around myself personally because that's, that's, that's key. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think women underestimate just how, you know, with the wellness part, like the question is when, when you're running 200 miles per hour, is there time to actually get well? Right. And what I heard you say is you make time to get well. It's just like, a, I like to, I'm a very visual person, NASCAR, you know, like those race cars. I yep. mean, they can only do so many laps for that to hit the pit. Yeah. They don't burn tires. They, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like women somehow were like, oh, I'll skip the pit. Let me just keep doing these laps and yeah. Yeah. just fall apart on the track. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I like to think of the analogy of, um, and, and you mentioned about um, NASCAR. Um, or earlier, I was thinking about, um, you know, uh, when you're taking off um, in the airplane and the flight attendant is um, sitting there with the instructions and they're talking about the mask over the head. Mm -hmm. The first thing they tell you to do when the mask comes down, you have to do what? You put the mask over you. That's right. Before you, you can put the mask over someone else. Why? Because if you are not healthy, if you're not, um, if you're not well, then you can't give out um, and you can't pour, you can't save anyone else. And um, so I think that that is so essential. And uh, being able to identify um, those unhealthy habits and those triggers, I think um, is also important. It took a long time for me to identify um, what is healthy and um, what is not. Mm. And um, when I learned that when um, those healthy, um, you know, those healthy talks that you have in your head or those unhealthy talks, mm -hmm. um, how are you thinking? Um, Joyce Myers like to say, you have to think about what you're thinking about. And mm. I love that analogy, you know, um, because self-talk is very important to yes. me. What you're saying in yourself, uh, saying to yourself. And that's, uh, I learned that when I begin to start thinking about the conversations that I'm having in my head and to be able to turn it off and to be able to give myself the same grace that I would possibly give someone else is when I started building more confidence, um, started having joy, you know, mm. um, and um, started making my, my, yeah, my mental health a priority. That was beautifully said, because it's, um, man, there's so much in that. It really does boil down to your, okay, sidestepping the, the inner critic, I always like to say, is pretty gangster. So yes. you have to be able, you know, <laughs> I think we kind of need like a pseudonym for that. I sometimes call yes. her Veronica. I'm like, I don't know who Veronica they are talking to. <laughs> Tori, listen today. You know, she's talking to the wrong one today. Um, but it's so easy to get 
you know, credence to that voice. And, you know, I appreciate your transparency. And I want the ladies to know as well, we're talking from an angle of experience and I have no problem out myself. I, I burned out, I think about 10 years ago, because in my mind, I thought what epitomized me as a, a, a woman that's geared towards success was piling it on. Like I didn't really understand the notion of taking a break, you know, really knowing what my value was, focusing on that. That's why I spend my time making sure I gear women up today, but I didn't. And you know, what's so crazy about it? I made a joke. Uh, well, my husband, I remember we were driving and anyway, I won't get into the whole story. It's, it's quite hilarious. But the poor guy was like pleading with me. He was like, Hey, you know, maybe you got a lot on your plate. And I just, I just, I was looking at him like something was like, I, like he was speaking French. I was like, wow. oh, I don't understand that language. I'm high capacity. I can handle this. And then until you can't, and you realize that's, it's not even necessary. Like we're called to do something. There's a purpose, get your focus, enjoy life. I think we just have to have an entire value shift. So I'd love to hear that from your perspective, like a bigger picture view women tend to be so close up on what they're doing. I feel like they get stuck. If we back away, what should we focus on? Like, what is that bigger picture view? Do you think that's going to really set us on a better path of, you know, mental wellness? Um, to answer your question, I think um, what matters the most, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you have to, um, I think everybody's answer um, varies. Um, or differs with that. Um, what um, you might value might be different from what I value and vice versa. But I think that until we're able to take that step back and to um, actually take a look, a real look, um, you know, um, just bringing it close to home, you know, 2021, uh, the year 2021 and 21 has been a um, tumultuous year, you know, it's been, um, we have lost so many loved ones, um, yeah. and it has been, you know, filled with, um, so, so much tragedy, and, um, you know, um, when you're on, when you're facing those last moments, you know, and when you begin to reflect on, you know, all the things that you've done in life, you always, um, I imagine that you always come to that point where, you thinking, um, well, if I had a little bit more time, what would I have done? And um, to answer your question, whatever your answer is in that, that's what your mindset should, that's what your mind shift should be. That's what you should be aiming towards um, in this, in this life, in this, in this time. Um, for me, um, I, um, my answer would be um, family, you know, um, uh, my purpose, of course, um, and um, just being able to enjoy life. And so when I had, when I came to that realization, that's what I began to fill myself with, um, not necessarily um, accomplishments or aspirations, because I feel like it's so much pressure in that anyway the pressure to perform, the pressure to excel, the pressure to achieve, that um, you get so bombarded with that, that sometimes you, you begin to veer away from what your purpose is, you know? And, um, and it, it, it can be 
all in one thing, but what if it's not, you know? And only you are able to answer that question. And so um, I think when you start taking an inventory, self-inventory about what really matters the most um, is what you should be aiming towards right now. Yeah. That is the most powerful statement. You're, you know, just to echo that, I, as I hear you're saying, and the way it's coming up is it's just so important for women to be clear on their values and like their value system and to realize it's not about filling the plate. It's about being very focused and, and honoring it and at the same time protecting it. I think most people leave their mental wellness open. I, you know, I used, I used to talk to my clients and said, uh, if, you know, you have a house, there's a door on it for a reason. Like if you left your front door open in your house, I pretty much guarantee somebody's going to be sleeping oh, in your bed. Right. So, you know yeah, what I mean? Advantage of it. Yeah. You yeah. Know, well, Kim, you leave your house open. I'm going to be over there playing with Bella. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't invite this chick over here. <laughs> for those that don't know, she has oh. the most adorable dogs. Beauty. <laughs> Named Bella that I'm obsessed with. I'm the president of the fan club now. <laughs> well, as we um, kind of start to, to wrap this up, I actually, of course, love your passion when it comes to this topic, love the way it comes across. But I think the most important part is, you know, why are you so passionate? And then how does that relate to your personal story when it comes to your own mental wellness? Like, why is this somewhat like a passion project for you to really yeah. help other people? It really is. Um, I it became a passion project for me back in 2010 when um, I um, experienced uh, death in a way that I never really experienced it before. Um, I, I had a colleague of mine, and I don't know why I'm getting emotional right now, but um, she was so vibrant, so so beautiful, very young. Um, she unexpe uh, unexpectedly passed. And I think that with uh, the pressures that, um, you know, the challenges that we face in the school system uh, as, as teachers, as educators, as professionals, um, and, you know, being a part of a, a great school community, so, so close-knit, um, it, it, um, it was a, a tragedy for us. It was pretty tragic. And um, I, at that time, you know, I was really just um, trying to figure out, okay, how to check off that goal, how to uh, attain that aspiration that I was looking for at the time. And um, someone challenged me to, um, what is your story? What, what is it that you're, you're passionate about? And um, it had me uh, go back to my childhood when, um, uh, coming from a, a great, a loving um, household, uh, my, my mother and father, just, just jewels, just great parents. Uh, but yet um, I had a brother, a younger brother, who um, had um, mental issues. And seeing them not necessarily know what to do how who to go to what what were resources out there um it it kind of ended to where you know um he he um it, and i'll be transparent you know uh it was a situation where you know uh he became incarcerated for it mm -hmm. and um 
something as simple as that. And, um, you know, um, that Victoria is, um, is, is, is challenging because, um, you know, um, losing a loved one um, is some sense of closure, but um, losing a loved one to the system, mm -hmm. it creates a whole nother, you know, uh, layer, if you will, um, of, of dealing with it. So um, over the years, um, trying to, um, I guess, come to grips with that situation and then um, understanding my grieving process and the process, I felt it was important to share my story because I learned that as I started sharing my story, I realized I was not alone. And that's what mental, that's what stigmas um, do. It puts you in a, a place where you feel like, hey, I'm the only one that's going through this. Mm -hmm. And I realized that in our community, because um, it's not um, often talked about or discussed or people just don't know how, you know, um, that um, it's kind of, it's hush, it's, it's put on the back burner. It sure and, is. Yeah. And so um, that led me to um, share my story in a song. <laughs> and in the song, um, the Love Again initiative um, came about. Um, and that Aww. is, uh, yeah, that is, that is my uh, mental health platform um, that uh, we talk about. We have, um, uh, we do support uh, groups. Uh, we provide um, creative avenues for people to be able to talk about it. And I realized that um, while I personally may uh, experience anxiety or uh, PTSD, um, I have another person over here that has an autistic child. And um, I have another person over here that um, has a family member that is bipolar and deal with schizophrenia. And what do I do? And, you know, they, um, they were just looking for outlets to be able to talk. Mm -hmm. And so um, I felt like it was my responsibility um, to provide that platform to, um, to, to have healthy conversations um, about uh, mental wellness to the point where you're not judged, you know, um, you're not... Um, you're not, uh, people are not looking at you a, a certain way, um, but that is a, it's a safe place and it's a safe opportunity. And through that, you know, um, so many, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, so many resources came about uh, with that. Um, I realized that um, there are um, organizations here in Savannah that provides um, those opportunities and different oh, things wow. like that. Um, yeah, um, I'm actually a part of um, two uh, initiatives, um, the um, Equal Opportunity Authority um, Initiative, uh, where they deal with um, families with uh, small children and we provide resources, mental health resources for them. 
as well as um, uh, a few other um, initiatives here in Savannah. And so I felt like, um, and because I had that creative, you know, um, thing <laughs> going on, you know. Um, Great gift you have. I, yeah, I decided to, you know, do monologues, you know, uh, create monologues um, for people to be able to express um, their um, feelings. Uh, I decided to um, couple that with, you know, what I love to do, what is my therapy, which is music. So um, music and uh, mental wellness. So um, not to be long winded, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm rambling. No, and Look, we love Bella. It's yeah. okay. She's trying to get to mom. We know. <laughs> Let her presence be known. But through those things um, is, you know, where that passion for mental wellness came about. Yeah. Well, you shared so much and I greatly great appreciate it. And I would love to ask this final question of you because you really have been a, a change agent. You know, it's it's interesting how you can experience something. It changed your life like you did. And then, you know, you could easily sit on your hands and say, okay, well, I got my stuff fixed. But the fact that you like answered the clarion call and said, I'm going to do something about it and I'm going to use my gifts to do it. Like I tremendously like applaud you because you're able to touch people that other people wouldn't. And in a very unique way, because science has shown that music itself has amazing healing properties and it can bypass parts of your brain and access things. And like, it's just awesome. So because you've been in this journey and you've been doing it, you've been doing the thing, sis. Uh, my final question for you is please share with us some of these wins that you've been able to relish and just have like filled your heart. What are some of the wins you've experienced? Um, some of, uh, oh, let's see, um, some of, some of the wins, um, you know, I never thought about that. That's a great question, Victoria. Um, I guess some of the wins would be, um, in, in terms of this, um, whole mental, uh, wellness journey is, um, being able to get responses, the feedback that I receive, um, by, um, being open and transparent with, uh, my story um, when um, people who would not normally think about um, mental wellness um, would hit me up or inbox me or ask me, uh, hey, um, do you have any resources um, that I could use to, to help with this particular situation, that particular situation? When I have um, fellow peers, um, fellow um, singers come to me and say, hey, I, I like what, I see what, what you're doing. Um, and it gives them an opportunity to use um, their platform or what they're passionate about to couple it with their, their gift. Um, to um, definite win for me, um, I would say being um, able to, um, being invited on specific platforms to talk about mental wellness um, and to be able to share my story, that is important for me because um, it's getting the message out. And I know that it might not be able to reach everybody, but if it just reach one person, that it could save and change a whole household. And so, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm pretty simple. I really am. Um, to me, those are th those are wins to see the impact that it, that it's making on others. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for that impact. You know, it's funny you say simple and it's like, yeah, you know, you open your mouth like everybody else, but notes come out of your mouth that doesn't sound quite like everybody else. So, and I mean, and I mean that also in parallel with the work you're doing, you know, I love your humility. I love your focus and your drive. And I, it's just very evident that you are making palpable changes and, you know, we applaud you. And just please, uh, I think for just to kind of really connect with your audience, please tell everybody where they can find you, reach you, connect with your initiatives. Yeah. Where can they go? Um, you could definitely go to um, my website, KimberlyGunn.com. I am on all social media outlets, Kimberly Gunn. Um, within the next couple of weeks, it's the holiday season. So I'm bringing holiday cheer to, um, to families and shoppers. Uh, at uh, Tanger Outlets um, right there in Pooler, Georgia, Savannah. Uh, we'll be there um, on Fridays, Saturdays. Um, you'll be able to find that information on um, my websites. And um, yeah, um, that, that, that's it. That's it. Okay, well, we'll be sure to include everything in the link. And Kim, thank you so much. I mean, I feel very inspired just hearing your story and seeing how you took a challenging time and really used that to impact other people's lives. So you were true, you were truly a woman that has definitely gained her clarity and is living successfully. And thank you for showing us how to do that from your lens. So any last minute words? No, thank you so much, Victoria. It has definitely been an honor and a privilege um, to see um, you being a mover and shaker out here um, and to yet see you um, regaining or, or receiving clarity on your purpose. Um, this is a, a, a tremendous opportunity. So I'm very honored. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Of course. All right. Thank you all for listening. Of course, you can catch podcasts weekly and we will see you next time.